daddy? Gonna stay in school and, and graduate. You're gonna die, Klaus! You can do it! Captain Insano shows no mercy. You can do it! I love my mama very much. Now you know that. Once again, things that could have been brought to my attention yesterday! Welcome to the Sandler Pit, the podcast where O'Doyle rules. <laughs> Do you understand that reference? <laughs> no, what's O'Doyle? Uh, well, you'll find out in a few weeks' time. Maybe even oh, in like months' time. You've just got to try and remember it from <laughs> O'Doyle from this rules. Day. I'll write it down on a scrap of paper. Right, yeah. And then you can tick it when it makes sense. Okay, so if if that doesn't prove that one of us is a uh, a Sandler novice or novice, however you say, it. novice, novice. <laughs> All right, yeah. So that's uh, that's Luke Thomas, who is the, hello. He's the Northern voice in this podcast, whereas yeah. I am Luke Terry. Very similar names, but I am the Southern voice in this podcast. So, Luke, can you explain what your relationship is with Adam Sandler? So until last year, I'd only seen, I think one of his films, maybe two. And I think I saw Big Daddy when I was a kid. Classic. I thought, this is this is shit. This isn't good. And then I watched Uncut Gems and thought, oh this is this is really good. And then when we started lockdown, we we both kept watching a few of his films. And then you thought that it'd be a good idea to talk about them. Even though I've only seen a few of them and I don't really like any of them. So that's quite good. Well, it's all, all that we've done over, like, Facebook Messenger in the last, like... It's, it feels like it's only been a month, but I feel like it's probably been about six months of us discussing No, like, Adam the Sandler. whole time. I don't think I've ever sent you a message which hasn't been Adam Sandler-related. It's been really weird. What about you, Luke Terry? Why do you, why do you like Adam Sandler? What's your relationship to him? Um, the opposite of yours. I watched Big Daddy a few years ago. Like... Well, I say a few years ago, I was probably like seven. It had like a few rude jokes in it. So straight away, I was like, this is a bit of me. I love this. And then uh, from there, I got obsessed. And so did like my sister and my dad. We were all obsessed with Adam Sandler. And we just went through and rinsed like all of these films. So much so to the point I had like a shelf in my DVD library that was just like my Sandler shelf. It was, it was, I'm not even joking. It was like full of them. Like my dad's favorite film is The Wedding Singer, which I've told you before, because he just <laughs> he just loves that one. I don't know why why that one stands out. It's a good out. film. It's a good film, to be fair. It that's is, one I've seen. It that's, is good. That's all right. When you were watching The Wedding Singer the other day, I think that was when we realised we had to make a podcast because we had to do something. You were messaging me, and I knew exact like the exact moment of the film that you were up to because I knew it all so well. Every week we're going to release an episode where we're going to look into one film. Or maybe a, a series, series. Yeah. maybe a series with if there's sequels. He doesn't do many sequels. Yeah, how many sequels has he done? He did Grown Ups as a sequel. Grown Ups, Hotel Grown Transylvania. Ups, I think that might be it. To be honest, is that it? Could be wrong, but I think that's it. If you had to pick one that could be a that could get a sequel, what would it be? I'd like to see what Happy Gilmore's doing now. I think. Imagine yeah. him as like a disgraced, like Tiger Woods esque. Yeah, character and like, and but what would be the premise? It'd have to be like some shoot McGavin's son. It'd have to be yeah. shoot McGavin's son, like Creed. But then, 
and new technology and stuff. Social media would come into it probably as like a modern one. Yeah, that could be good. I I think it'd have to be that that shooter's son. It could just be called Shooter as well, which makes it sound <laughs> sounds like an action film. It's from his perspective. That'd be quite good. Yeah, and he's trying to take down. He's trying to take down um, Gilmore's legacy because he ruined his dad. Yeah, who would um, play his son? Um, Who's that guy that you really hate? Michael Bublé. No, <laughs> the one, the one who's in like all those horrible comedy films. The one who was in the Rebel. He was in the Rebel Wilson film. Give me a second. So it's this guy, and he's Adam exact- Devine. Yeah. <laughs> Or divine, and he's exactly he's exactly like Jack Black. I really don't like. Yeah, him, no, I, be... I wouldn't like to see that as a film. I think he'd he's ruin only... it. He's thirty six, and I bet he could do a good shoot at McGavin. Maybe Zac That'd Efron. Be... Zac Efron would be better. I think. Zac Efron would be quite good as the son of Shooter McGavin. Pistol, Pistol McGavin. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so look, That's I think. So stupid. <laughs> I think that kind of sets sets the tone for this. So, for the first episode, we're going to be looking at Jack and Jill, which I think is is notorious for being one of Adam Sandler's worst films. I think it kind of signalled a bit of an end of an era for his his movies. I think was that the first was that the first like bad one for you? Because I think he was doing quite bad stuff before that. Like it was twenty eleven. That's the one I think of as being like a real misstep. Like even the trailer, I didn't really want to watch it just from that, that kind of time. Really? I don't know if it's just the age as well that it came out. Like I was, that's, that's when I was like, what, 16? Yeah, 16. You were 16, yeah. I think I was a bit like, I'm over this now. And I think him being dressed as a woman and stuff like that, it just seemed a bit, a bit it's too, yeah, bit it was a bit too far. I was going through an emo phase. I wasn't going to be like, <laughs> going to listen to my My Chemical Romance album on the way to watch Jack and Jill at the cinema. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And he let you down at that point. <laughs> yeah. It was the first like, first and only time he's ever disappointed me, really. Because Grown Ups came out before that film. And that's that's also pretty bad. Grown Ups I wasn't keen on, but it was like, it still had a few a few laughs and stuff. Did it? Well, I don't know. I prefer Grown Ups too. I think that's that's funnier. I think he'd he'd done a few interesting things as well at that time, like Funny People. That was a bit more of a. I don't think it was particularly good, but it was a bit more like with the times. And then this one felt a bit like. This felt yeah. like it was ten years too late, at least. I mean, it came out after Just Go with It. Um, what other films came before? You don't mess with the Zohan came before that. That was that's pretty bad. Yeah, but uh, see, the time that came out, a bit younger and stuff, I was like, it's got a few fart jokes and good stuff in it like that. So <laughs> I liked it. I liked that when it came out. It was, the I think, right age, right time, I don't know. This one just... So, so this is about... What is it about, Jack and Jill? I think it's about a brother and a sister, both played by Adam Sandler. And I guess the the Jack is probably going to be... He's going to, like, be very popular and he's going to have a beautiful <laughs> life and a, and, and a beautiful life and everything's going to be really good. And he's really good at sports and he's really good at giving speeches and everyone loves him in the town. Or maybe he's a big city executive who's forgotten about his background. 
Yeah. And then Jill is his sister, and that's going to be the horrible, shrill voice. He's going to definitely do that voice, isn't he? Do you think he's going to make an effort to actually be like a woman in it, or do you think it's just going to be a man in a dress? I think he's going to do like a really nasty voice. I don't think he's going to pretend to be a woman convincingly. If that's what you mean. Yeah, I, I, I'm not I'm looking at the poster right now. I'm not convinced at all. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be a very good dramatic performance from Sandler. I do really like though that it came out on eleven, eleven, eleven. That's quite I'm nice. Yeah. All right. So I think you, you're right about the beautiful wife bit because Katie Holmes looks like she's playing his his partner. Oh no. Which, Alan Covert's in it, your celebrity lookalike. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to explain that? Nope. <laughs> just, <laughs> I don't look anything like him. There's just this weird, like, uncanniness about how he looks. <laughs> in the Only in The Wedding Singer as well, with his sort of, like, handlebar moustache. and <laughs> That thing that I don't have. Dodgy I've asked hairline. a lot of people about this. this. <laughs> he doesn't have a dodgy hairline in, in that film, does he? I don't know. The wedding there's, singer. there's just something about it that it, it gave me serious you vibes. Maybe it's something in his smile. I don't know. <laughs> How many of his films is he in? He's in quite a lot of them. Yeah, he's one of the like Happy Madison revolving cast that appear in and out of the films. Yeah. So is he in? Is he in um, Jack and Jill? He, yeah, is. he is. He's as a character called Otto. Brilliant. Um, uh, this looks... we've got David Spade as well. <laughs> I just saw his. <laughs> Which is good. Playing <laughs> Monica. So oh, I, actually, do you know what? I, I'm getting away from the cast list now. Because it's going to give something there was, away. There was a lot of cameos there that I briefly spotted. And I don't want to be... I want to be surprised when it comes to it. Because, like, this film's got 12 Razzie nominations, <laughs> which is a record. It's widely considered one of the worst films ever made. Oh, so the fact that all these people this? have cameoed in it. And obviously, I think it's quite well known for having Al Pacino be specifically terrible in it. As Al Pacino, Al Pacino spent about like 20 years doing really bad films. Okay, so it's not that much of a surprise that he's in it. Yeah. He did, um, did you like that film of his that came out last year? What was that, The Irishman? The Irishman. I wasn't too keen on it. It was, it was okay. Um, <laughs> it was no, like, Godfather 2, was it? <laughs> He wasn't. It wasn't as good as him selling. Uh, what's he selling in this film? I've seen that scene. He's selling Dunkin' Donuts, isn't he? Yeah, something like that. It's pretty good. So that's some product placement. So while while we're watching this film, we're going to both have a Sandler bingo sheet or the Sandler scale. We've we've named it the Sandler scale. So this is how we're going to like. Did we? When did we name it that? <laughs> that's quite good. I've named it the Sandler scale. <laughs> that's what I've named it. So. That's going to have, like, nine of his tropes on it. We're each going to have one. We won't reveal what they are because it'll be a a surprise. But I think we'll try and find the exact moment where we've got a bingo on our Sandler scales. And then when we come back after watching the film, then we can uh, can see who was the winner of the Sandler scale. And as an additional thing, we'll see how many of the things we do just tick off in general throughout the whole film, because like we're trying to find the most Sandler film, I think, at the end of this. What would you define as a Sandler film? Like the one that hits the most tropes or the... I think the most tropes. It's the most Adam Sandler film. That's I think that's it. Because when I think of Adam Sandler, I think of him in like a Jack and Jill, you know, like that straight man kind of 
thing, his grown ups character, where he yeah. has like slight sideburns and he's everyone loves him and he's not particularly interesting and it's just everything else. And it's just Adam Sandler, isn't it? In those ones, he's just a normal guy. Yeah. Ish. But I don't know. I like the craziest stuff. I like it when he's got a horrible voice. I like it when he's doing mad sports tricks, like he's doing a hockey strike on a golf ball and sending it miles and. He's doing it because even though he seems horrible and like he's angry all the time, he's doing it to like save his nan. That's what I like about that's. How, I mean, that is just Happy Gilmore. But I've I don't know. I like it when he's a bit. There's like something wrong with him, but it's never clear what it is. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's no good. So we're gonna go and we're gonna have to watch them. Yep, and then reconvene after we've watched it and see. Hopefully if Jack and Jill belongs in the Sandler castle or if it's going to get buried at the bottom of the Sandler pit. Do you want to explain briefly what those two things are? I think the Sandler, the Sandler castle is where the press, <laughs> the prestige Sandler films belong. Yeah. They're the ones that are going to be, you know, put on. Like to... uncut gems and, um, and going overboard. It. Going overboard. <laughs> they belong in the Sandler castle, but then some of his real sellout films, I think, deserve to go straight at the bottom of the Sandler pit. Yeah, they'll get buried and forgotten, maybe. But I don't know. We, we, I don't know. Like, some of those things, they've, they've got redeeming qualities, well, I think. You don't think mm. so, but... I think that the goal at the end of this podcast series is to see if you can get converted to being, you know... A, <laughs> a Sandler. A Sandler Seraphite or something, I don't know. <laughs> like... We need to do that. We need to research how to turn this into like a, a religion or cult. If it is, I'm so there. Let's go watch the film now and meet up afterwards. Okay, bye. You are now listening to the Sandler Pit. Dunkachino? Don't mind if I do. It's been about 44 hours, I think, since we both watched that film. Yeah. So we've had like a, a day and a bit to... Uh, to ruminate on it (laughs) (laughs) ready for some reflection what did you think of it your first time watching jack and jill i think it's pretty good it's got some good moments i think i'm kidding (laughs) (laughs) i've been planning that for two days it's no good it was really bad it was really really bad made me sad it made me tired it was exhausting. But Al Pacino is actually very good in it. <laughs> that actually surprised me. Oh, well. Yeah. I think I think you've already proved that this <laughs> podcast was necessary. You've brought a novel, <laughs> a new view to this film. <laughs> I'm going to say that Al Pacino was better in this than he was in The Irishman. He was better in this than he was in Scarface, in any of the Godfather he, films. Oh, definitely, definitely Scarface. I don't think he's good in Scarface, really until the end I'm going to say he really gives it his all to say what the film is like all the scenes you can tell that he's really trying and I, I thought like he, nothing he said was good nothing no line of dialogue was any good but I really think that he had something where I'd really like to see him in a comedy like I think yeah. he can send himself up like him being on stage when they, um, the phone goes off and when he's on the phone whilst delivering a performance. I thought it was quite funny. But it's just... Oh, it's just so horrible, this film. Uh, what about you? What did you think? Well, 
so yeah, I've I've got a similar note actually that Alan, uh, not Alan, <laughs> Alan Pacino. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that famous actor Alan Pacino. That is, I think that is his full name, isn't it? <laughs> I'm going to say, is it like Alex or is it? Let me have a quick look. What's Al Pacino's I reckon real maybe name? Maybe like Alejandro. <laughs> Why Alejandro? Alejandro Pacino. Al- All right. Do you want me to tell you what it is, or do you want another guess? Because it's none of those. Um, Don't Google not, it. Uh, Alex. It's not Alexander, is it? It's not Alexander. No. No, I don't, I, I'm not going to get it. It's. It's Alfredo. Oh, Alfredo James Pacino. I knew it was you, Alfredo. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm going to call him Alfredo Pacino from now on. Um, so, or Dunk, or Alfredo Duncacino, <laughs> as his full name. <laughs> Doesn't even make sense, does it? The Duncacino <laughs> thing. Um, it's no good. So, so yeah, the way I see it is that Al Pacino. He's he's in this film. He's um he's playing himself, which is like. It's quite interesting, isn't it? He he was he was obviously on board for it, and he's quite up for it. And like, I found him quite yeah. funny at first, but like, he's playing a bit of a dangerous game because he's basically playing himself, but in As a, a rapist. in a post Me Too <laughs> in a post Me Too landscape. Yeah, he looks like oh, a yeah. rapist. He just fancies no Adam good. Sandler in a dress. I did like the quote. Um, I can smell horny across the ocean. That was quite good. Is that, from, I wrote that, is that from him? Yeah, yeah, that was him talking about when. Remember when Adam Sandler goes on a cruise with his family in the middle of the film, mm-hmm. which is just a massive advert for a yeah. cruise. <laughs> yeah, loads of stock then, footage. There was even a bit where it's like, "Welcome to the cruise." I was like, "This is straight from the advert." <laughs> in the, in the intro, you spoke about how you think Jack was going to be a really successful guy with a beautiful wife that everyone likes. That came true in yeah. the first five minutes so he's a director and that's yeah. where al pacino comes into it because he wants al pacino to star in a dunkin donuts advert yeah. which is just crazy because i went to new york like um a year and a about a year and a half ago and my takeaway was that i liked dunkin donuts it was basically greg's but for america really that's how i okay. saw it it was like it was like a uh, the same thing like a coffee and a pastry for a breakfast deal and right, it's a similar setup. Like a, I thought it was like Krispy Kreme or something, but with coffee being sold as well. Like I, I've i never had a, a Dunkin' Donuts. I want one now. It was good. Um, I spent so Al much Pacino money really in there. <laughs> Alfredo Pacino really sold me on. I had 32 Dunkachinos when I went. <laughs> I really want to go to, uh, you know, like, um, a tailor's and get that suit made which has all the donuts <laughs> and the inner lining it was it was really good I just want to know how long did it take you to get bingo in the bingo sheets so my bingo it took it took 15 minutes 15 minutes uh, nice roughly that's a rough thing so I've got I've got my scale in front of me here nice um, so my bingo was product placement fat joke and bad child actor so that was my line it was those three very nice. And the the one the reason it took so long because fat joke and product placement was really quick. They were very quick. They were like a minute in. Bad child actor took till like the end of the dinner scene where the family were all there. I was a bit like, if I, I don't want to be harsh because they're kids, in it. But <laughs> Gary, well, didn't you retroactively go back and be like, no, they were no good from the start. No, nah, I gave them the benefit of the doubt, and I think that at first they might have been convincing me. It was just as it went on, I was a bit like that. Nah, this is. These kids aren't getting my sympathy. 
It was just um, too random. I think uh, as well with the kids, uh, I felt bad to say they were bad as well because they cast this young Indian kid as a um, an orphan that they had adopted. And I was like, at first I was like, that that's, was... that's quite nice. Maybe they're going to do something a little bit woke. And I, I don't know why I gave them the benefit of the doubt. Because <laughs> about three minutes later, they made jokes about how all Asians are good at computers. <laughs> oh, it's so awful. And like his character... T- work is that he likes to sellotape live animals to himself <laughs> that was, but not a that single one happened. not a single one was a live animal it was all cgi hamsters i really wanted to i wish i could go back and make a list of all the animals that get injured or hurt in this film there's so many there's a donkey isn't there that jill the sits donkey. on yeah because that's a um, fat joke as well about jill that Even really annoyed me she's the same size that, as as jack yeah. but no one says that really annoyed fat. me like she, right i'm gonna say right now at the top i don't understand why everyone was so horrible to jill in fact i'm a jill apologist i think jill was all right she was quite nice and she wasn't as unattractive or fat as everyone was making out it was really horrible i thought yeah i thought she looked she looked fine and everyone was like oh no she crushed a donkey like that would work in like an a norbit where like it was obviously wearing a fat suit but it was just Adam Sandler with a wig on. The same size, and yeah. I think he's got some real, like, self-image issues if he thinks that's fat, because Jill wasn't fat at all. If you like um, Jill so much, she's actually got a profile on eHarmony. It's Manolo. <laughs> 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 yeah, I, I, was, I was similar to you. At first, I sort of felt a bit sorry for Jill, but then... Um, she answered the phone in the cinema and I was like, well, there's not a single redeemable character in this. I did turn against her at that bit. Yeah, but... that, that is a, that's a sin, isn't it? Um, but getting back to the, um, the bingo, I, I got a line in six minutes, 19. I actually Four. paused the film very quickly. So I got ageist humour, which I guess was Regis Philbin being like, oh, my stomach. Oh, so I don't know. I kind of put that as a bit of a question mark because it was mm. it was a joke about the elderly and how they've got problems with their stomachs. So that's okay. Yeah, I think awesome. you can have that. And then the next one was beautiful love interest, and like straight away, Katie Holmes is introduced. Yeah, and she's so boring. Like, I don't know anything. I don't know her her character's name. She wasn't really a character, was she? She was just sort of the wife. Yeah, like she had no nothing to bring to the film we already had a strong female character in jill (laughs) that's true and then uh, obviously the big staple uh man dressing as woman woman dressing as man we've got that's as soon as jill's introduced yeah i I think that was six minutes 19 that's amazing isn't it i think that uh, as well like you've got to double down on that one because later on in the film jack does just dress as jill so Oh, you've got both sides of it there. So whether you could say that Jill is actually a female character, you've you've got I it wanna, anyway. I want to mention the bathroom assistant very quickly because oh. there's a bit when when Jack goes in the bathroom and he shaves all his body hair off <laughs> and he comes out dressed as Jill and the bathroom assistant's just staring at him and I thought there was going to be a very rude joke and instead, very nonchalantly, he just adjusts the melons. That, that Jack has in his her, chest, her melon breast. Yeah, the melon breast, and goes, "Oh, there we go. You look, you look good." And like, doesn't. And I was like, "Oh, that's quite nice." That character didn't didn't say anything horrible about Jack dressing up as a woman. But then <laughs> that was immediately the payoff. Yeah, was him going up to the real Jill 
<laughs> a joke that. a joke you and see she, from like oh. 500 miles away you see it coming and then Jill punched him <laughs> through a wall <laughs> <laughs> see the no thing good. is look we could say this film's terrible but you're thinking about it and you're laughing and your face has <laughs> gone red because you're laughing so much about it I'm not laughing at the joke. I'm just laughing at how yeah, you're not laughing with awful it. this is. Yeah, I'm laughing at it. It's not. You can't it's... laugh with it. It's a shame because <sighs> there, I'm not even going to lie. There was there was at least like eight times where I laughed or I turned to my fiance and I was like, we we were both enjoying it, but probably not for any of the intended reasons. But then, like, that's the beauty of Adam Sandler. You don't really know what his intentions are. There's the mix in me and you. You were watching it with your fiance I was watching it alone at, at midnight on my own yeah going mad I, I was I was having a terrible time but I did try and note down whenever I laughed um and I thought that I like the <laughs> this is why you've got Pagogo so many thing. notes <laughs> Pokey and Pagogo is quite do you want to explain what the Pokey and Pagogo was so they have this own language this is one of my notes as well as they're twins <laughs> As they're twins, apparently they're all twins have their own language, which we've seen from this uh, sort of Harry when Harry met Sally ripoff of a documentary at the start, but with twins instead of married couples. Yeah, that was that was terrible, wasn't it? It was bad. But so they've got their own language, which is just an excuse for Adam Sandler to do a gibberish voice. Which so it's just <laughs> stuff like um, Mikuki Kakuki and stuff like that. So they call Metal. each other. What is it, Pokey and... Pokey and Pagogo. Pagogo. So I think that should be our, our podcast names, so we don't have to... Because we're both called Luke. We're both called Luke, and we're both called Luke T, yeah. which is confusing. So maybe you should be Pokey, and I should be Pagogo. We'll, we'll see how long that, that sticks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's going to stick no. around too long. But um, I did like the quote, and I've written it down verbatim, so let me read... Um, do you remember what Lacky Mocky Coco means? <laughs> it means, I can't stand you being here! Yeah. <laughs> it's, it comes out of nowhere. He's just so horrible. He just like, a, a switch just flicks in his mind, doesn't it? That that dinner scene, I think that, that was a bit... Um, he had some good bits in it, didn't it? Alan Covert. Yeah, Alan Covert, man. our favourite. So, fun yeah. fact here. This is a, a, bit, a great <laughs> fact. I found this on the IMDb trivia page. Did you? Alan Covert in this scene playing Otto is reprising his role from Happy Gilmore as the caddy. Oh! So, the homeless Wait. caddy. So he's still Wait. homeless all these years later. So they're connected. Jack and Jill is in the same universe as Happy Gilmore. That's the news I really want. So hang on. So that means that in this universe there are three screaming lunatics with Adam Sandler's face. Yes. There's Jack, there's Jill, and there's Happy Gilmore. There, there's only Ugh. two different things that this could be, is that Adam Sandler in this film as Jack Saddlestein, he's not a good director from what we've seen. He spends days trying to secure Al Pacino to be in his Dunkachino commercial. And when he does make it, Al Pacino tells him to burn it. So he's not a good director. Has his money come from his golf wins in the past. Oh, is that Happy Gilmore? The, you're implying then that Happy Gilmore has a twin, an identical twin that he never mentions. and But he talks about this. They must be separate entities. I think there could be more to it. 
Why did Happy I Gilmore think... live with his? He he lived with his nan. There must yeah. maybe there's some family fractions that we don't know about. Maybe there's a third film in this series coming out. Maybe he's the third of a triplet. Maybe he's the third of triplets. Oh my and god! And he's the outcast, and they gave him away. That means then that the only one who may be aware of their lineage is Alan Covert. And no one believes him because he's crazy. Ah, see, that's that's interesting. Maybe that. Alan Covert, <laughs> maybe he's playing the same character in all the films. It's like, maybe he's God. He, and he's the Watcher. <laughs> <laughs> that's, 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 that's good I, stuff. I there. was starting to have misgivings about this podcast idea, but I think we've really unearthed a few, a few things, so <laughs> it is worth it. You know, we said I like the slapstick side where he's playing the crazy yeah. voiced character who's good at things, but no one believes in them. And then you've you like the the straight man, family man, everything yeah. around him's crazy, not him. You got both of those in this film. I found Jack to be a crazier, more awful character than Jill. I'm a, as I've said, I'm a Jill apologist. Yeah, I think Jill's not too bad. I think that she gets a lot of. A lot of stick in this film for no reason. Whilst Jack is really terrible and he doesn't deserve his wealth and he's not a nice man and he's really horrible. Yeah. And I hated him. I, no, I, I agree with it, you. It took me out of the film how much I hated Jack. I kept Most of my notes on here are just, Jack is horrid. Why is Jack so horrible? Jack is a maniac. He spins car for no reason. Jill is oh, actually yeah. all right. <laughs> I thought that bit was going to no mean, mean a bit more because that was like nearly a car crash. Um, I've got a similar note, but it took me a lot longer. It was in the, the scene where um, Jack, dressed as Jill, goes on a date with mm. Al Pacino in like some sort of weird castle. Um, my note just says, is Jack the villain? Possibly. And I think he could be. Yeah. I think he I is. Think he, I think he is. And it's his realisation that maybe he shouldn't be such a dick, that kind of... Um impacts the story in that scene the uh al pacino date sequence which is just bizarre isn't it um yeah i've written down a quote from that which was my favorite shout of this of this film which was you don't hit a girl with a chair on the first date (laughs) which i think is just so they can do the you don't hit a girl with a chair on the first date that's advice oh. most people could probably live by, isn't it? Because he does, he does smack Jack when Jack's dressed as Jill. Yeah, that's that's end, when it happens. It? Yeah, yeah. He gets hit by, he gets hit by a chair. Yeah, that's that's a horrible scene. I I thought like, why is he? It's a really he weird scene. A chair? He thinks it's um, still a woman at that point as well. So he he loves what? this lady. He's been following her. He gets her into his castle. Then he hits her with a chair. I did like that he had a castle. That was quite a <laughs> nice touch. Uh, what did you think of the love interest, the the gardener, um, the I'm kidding man? I have no firm belief that that man is actually Mexican. <laughs> I'm also. I haven't checked. Do you want me to check now? Yeah. Whilst we're yeah, whilst we're recording, a, have a look. Um, I didn't like when he meets the family. There's one <laughs> bit in that which I really liked, and I think. I, I feel like I feel like you had also you also would have liked that bit. And it's the the grandma just 
non-stop eating chilies Chilies. and getting knocked out. That was was actually quite funny. Um, But even that is like a really racist joke, isn't it? So the guy, he's playing the grandma as well. I didn't know that. (laughs) Yeah, he is Mexican at least. Oh, okay. He was also playing the grandma. So that's the third person in the film who's dressed as a woman and playing a female role, as well as um, a really good cameo from David Spade. Oh man, I screamed at that point. <laughs> that I'm, was really... As soon as I saw him, I was like, wait, what? I was just, I was blown away for all the wrong yeah. reasons. And that whole scene was just a mess. I think that's what the whole film led up to, that moment. I feel like I spoiled it a little bit in our introduction when I was looking on the Wikipedia page. I forgot Um, that he was in it, but when I saw him like that, oh God, it blew me away. It was horrible, wasn't it? (laughs) He was wearing like a sort of crop top. (laughs) He did deliver one of the, another joke that actually did. I think that this is one of the strongest points in this film. Jill says something like that she was on a date with a really famous person. And then David Spade says... Who was it? Rob Schneider. And so that bit of like full full. That was good. I thought that I was, liked that. That was pretty good to to throw it onto Rob <laughs> Schneider, their good friend, like that. He's not even in it. He's not. He probably doesn't even know that joke exists because there's no way he sat and watched this film. He's got so much more to do. I know who who would he have played if he was in this? And I feel like he'd have played the grandma, the the chili eating grandma. <laughs> Maybe the gardener <laughs> in general. Oh no! I think he would have, oh, and I don't think he'd have changed the accent. accent. I think that's why I didn't believe that the guy was actually Mexican because there was just something in my mind telling me it was Rob Schneider, even though it definitely wasn't. Did you know he was going to be a love interest at the end? Like I didn't straight I didn't away pick up on that. Really? Yeah, because he was telling all these corny jokes, and Jill was giving him the puppy dog eyes. She was yeah. like, "Oh, what was his problem?" But giggling, and it was obvious they were in love. It was beautiful. His name was Felipe. He made a joke as well about. Being with her felt better than getting out of um, a car seat that you've sewed yourself into and done the 10,000 mile drive oh, across the border. The jokes were so crass and tasteless. Like the, I wrote down a few. I wrote Juan, 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 Jose, Jose, Jose. It's like, oh, <laughs> fuck. This is, that terrible. is terrible. That is bad. And then this was a, a really horrible one. It's when uh, the scene when Jill just can't stop farting and shitting herself. Because they had, she had a chimichanga, and she goes, "Chimichangas making a run for the border, chocolate squirties." Oh, that was wow. one of the worst. <laughs> that was one of the worst parts for me. I think that's where I died a bit inside. It's crazy because in context of the film, you kind of, I feel like it if washes you were just, over you, yeah, <laughs> like a wave of shite. <laughs> if you were in the cinema watching this, you would just be like, "Oh, another joke, another one of those racist jokes," but. Watching Classic it with a notepad in joke. your hands, just a totally different experience. I'm really worried about revisiting some of the ones that I love. Yeah. But I don't think but any I mean, of them like, get as bad as this, even though... They're not as bad as this. No. The thing that takes away from this is all the offensive jokes. This could have been just a, a like, middle-of-the-line comedy film if it didn't have all those offensive bits and stuff like that that have made it even worse than it than it originally could have been. I think that's what's tipped this over the line compared to these other films is that this is like actually a bit damaging in some areas. Yeah. It's so bad, it's so it's so crass, it's and my and it's so unstructured. There's just no story that's going on. There's just anecdotes and little things happening and it, it's just genuinely just so 
so appalling. Um, yeah, I didn't enjoy it. But. <laughs> but I did like Al Pacino. <laughs> he was good at it. Have you learned any of their twin language? Other than I w- what you've already said. I was I was going to try and learn some. Hope Pocogo. Pokey. Como Pokey. Pokey Dungaroo. Or something, I can't remember. It sounds it's like you're, uh, you're trying to train your dog on Nintendogs. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me to quickly go over the um, different products I noticed in the film? Yes. Uh, the first bit of product placement I saw was... Um, it was five minutes in, maybe, and it was Dunkin' Donuts and Pepto-Bismol in one scene. Yeah. And I thought that was quite... It's kind of... It's, it's kind of clever to have a film centred around an advertising business because then you can just throw in product placement one after the other. Yeah, he almost makes quickly. it part of the story, but then it spirals out of out of control. Yeah, so I had Pepto as well. Uh, Diet Coke. Right. Um, because I think, and it's a bit obvious, it's a scene like straight away and he drinks it with the logo aiming to, <laughs> to, the, to camera. the camera. Uh, there's a mention of Skype. I think they do a little joke about it. Um, then there's, do you remember Vios, the laptops? Oh yeah, Sony, Sony Vio. Because like, that's what was always in Amazing Spider-Man and he's working on one. Um, Adidas and Nike. Mm-hmm. Um Subway, uh, Chimichanga, but I don't think the Chimichanga one was was benefiting the company. It was mainly just talking about. So what was that? Was that actually ju- like a? It was actually a company. It was, yeah, Chimichanga. They make Mexican food, don't they? Taco no. Bell. You're, Chimichanga. You're get- oh, is that just a food? It's just a food, isn't just it? Just a food. Yeah, they don't mention Taco Bell. Or Sorry, Chiquitos, the, the they English don't- equivalent. <laughs> So no, they just say sorry. They just say the food. I, I did write these notes at like one in the morning. Yeah, no, it's fair enough. Out this, of my mind, this film will do that um, to you. A quick check on this one: Is a Lord of the Stars a real uh, cruise business? I think so. Yes. Or a, a Lord of the Seas. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Oasis class cruise ship. So that was that's, that's a that. big one, isn't it? Uh, the L.A. Lakers, um, and then Oreos, Dunkin' Donuts, mm-hmm. um, New York Yankees. And KFC, yeah. I think, were all the ones that I noticed. There was a lot of Sony, definitely. Um, yeah, Sony everything. There was uh, so that's... the bit when they're in the cinema, the product placement was insane. I counted, there was one still of the film when they're all, the camera's like looking straight at them, they're all sat down in the cinema. And there's six separate Coca-Cola logos on screen at one wow. time. Each Each person has a Coca-Cola and not a single time does a does a finger or a hand cover the logo when they're drinking from it. So so they get it in there. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a good thing I... because without Coca-Cola we wouldn't have this film. Exactly. The, <laughs> the most obvious is Dunkin' Donuts when they do the Dunkachino, which I thought was the best bit of the film when Al Pacino was saying about burning the advert. I thought it was quite funny. Yeah, it was pretty funny. It was it was like hard to watch, wasn't it? But it was funny. um yeah it's it's horrible that advert that's that's my note for it is that that sequence is horrible but you've kind of i feel like this film you've kind of got to watch it just to believe that it's a thing yeah because i've put off watching this i remember watching the red letter media review a few years ago 
and I just thought this sounded astoundingly awful. Um, but yeah, I do recommend watching it because it is funny how bad it is. And yeah. I guess if you watch it with other people, it's probably funnier than my experience of watching it alone at midnight. <laughs> yeah. So I think before our final verdict, I've got two last fun facts for you. Lovely. One, how how much do you think this made worldwide gross in dollars? Um, God, I have no idea. Probably 500 million, 400, 300, 200, 100, uh, £20,000. I don't know. Well, it's definitely a number. <laughs> so <laughs> it made... Worldwide, it made $149,673,788. Wow. Which I think for a comedy, I think that's quite good. That's double its budget. I mean, people went to watch it, strangely. Which is weird, because I feel like no one's really seen it. Maybe they've yeah. wiped it from their memory, like a chocolate squirty. <laughs> wiping it away. <laughs> that's... So it costs seventy million, but it just looks so terrible. Yeah. And like, how much money did he make from just the product placement alone? Yeah, God knows. So the other fun fact I had was that every, I I looked at what the title was in every language because sometimes you get like a funny one in another <laughs> in another language. So most of them were like Jack E Jill, Jack Et Jill, <laughs> all of this stuff. But then one of them, which was the Brazilian one, was Cada Um Tem a Gemea. Que merece, which... God, mate, you're so fluent in languages. <laughs> that, <laughs> Sorry for all our that's... Brazilian listeners right now. That was still me. It wasn't a Brazilian person. <laughs> that, was, that was still Luke Perry. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I copy and pasted that, popped it into a translation app, and um, it roughly translates to each has the twin they deserve. Which sounds a bit like a proverb, doesn't it? Each has the twin they deserve. That's actually quite a good, yeah. Yeah, there's something message. about that, isn't there? That's that's pretty good. That while looking on IMDb, I did find this isn't linked to this film at all. This is a bit of an offshoot here, but mm. so Adam Sanders, one of his projects he's got coming up, which I cannot wait for us to review, is called "Take Me to Your Leader." Have you heard anything about this? It's currently in development. I've not heard anything about this. So the description says, a NASA janitor is accidentally launched into space <laughs> and has a tough time trying to convince people he's not an alien when he returns to Earth. <laughs> <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> that is such a good film. I'm, I'm so it? on board for that. If he's not playing the, ja- the janitor, then I'll be fuming. <laughs> Who's in it? I don't know. It's only it's got oh, it's no nice cast. It. It's got no cast. It's just him as a producer and two other writers. I would like it if it was like a gravity style film where it's only him in the film. Oh. And Nick Swanson is George <laughs> Clooney. <laughs> That's it. And the voice on the radio is Rob Schneider. <laughs> yeah, doing horrible accent that just keeps changing. Oh, oh no. So I think that we should I think we should go into our Sandler scale in more detail now, other than the product placement. I think we should have a look what what else we've got. I had Kevin James and Steve Buscemi, neither of which appeared in yeah. this, sadly. I had one of mine was Rob Schneider appears. Uh, he gets name drop, yeah. What else do I have? Horrible voice, uh which mm-hmm. I'd say Jill is Got uh, that from the trailer. Yeah. 
Definitely. Um, someone hit in the dick. No one was hit in the penis in this film. Uh, no. No, I don't think they oh. were. Yeah, it was refreshing. I missed uh, it. Rob, um, what else? Sandler sings. I, I, I don't remember any Sandler singing. And then I had uh, Everybody Loves Him. And also, I wrote underneath it, this was said. Someone said, oh, everybody loves Jack. Yeah. That's a big tick there. Um, and also, he's good at sports. I had as a question mark for ages because mm-hmm. they were at a, a Lakers game, but they never showed. Like I thought, sat, like Jack could get dragged on and play the second yeah, round and the half time like, thing. <laughs> Duncan, like Jack Duncan wouldn't want to do it, but Jill would, and then and then yeah. Jill would score it, and everyone would cheer. <laughs> Jill, Jill, and then Al Pacino would be like. That woman's got a hell of a throw on her. <laughs> it goes, oh no, and shits herself as <laughs> she's dunking the ball. Oh no. Yeah. That doesn't happen. Um, but then Jill is, Jill is really great at football or soccer, mm-hmm. as the Americans call it. And um, um, bench pressing. She's good at lifting weights. Bench pressing. That I forgot about that, yeah. So she's very strong, very, very good at sports. Jack isn't. I think it. I think it is pretty heavy on the Sandler scale, isn't it? Very heavy on the Sandler scale. The people that were in it that are in their usual films was Alan Covert was in it, David Spade. You had um, Nick Swardson, Tim Meadows. Oh. They're in most of their modern films. So this was directed by Dennis Duggan, I think it is, or Dugan. I can't remember, but he's in most of their films as well. So they're looping their cameo actors into fucking directing the things now. And I mean, they're not good. It's all just a they're big not good as cameos, scheme. let alone directing the film. So just a mad, <laughs> mad decision. And there was a few others. One of the guys at the table, when David Spade is in it, he's in all of the films as well. I don't know his name. Really? I couldn't find him I on IMDb. But he's. I thought that table was going to be all like the Happy Madison crew. I thought um, I spotted Anna Faris at one point, but it wasn't her. <laughs> it wasn't. No. Oh. But she's in the hot chicks, so she's part of the Happy Madison clan as well, which you'll find out soon enough. Oh, this is exhausting. <laughs> as the final note for this film, do you think it belongs in the Sandler Castle, or do you think it's getting sent straight to the bottom of the Sandler pit? The good thing is, because this is our first episode, there's nothing at the bottom of the Sandler pit yet. But I don't think I don't think much is gonna get below this for me. It was pretty joyless. So, yeah, right at the bottom for the, of the Sandler pit for me. Uh, maybe when you get to the bottom of the Sandler pit, just dig a few more feet and then shove it really far down and then cover it in chocolate squirties because this was no good. But, yeah, bottom of the Sandler pit for me. What about you? I'd have to agree, to be honest. I think I've seen most of his films and I think this is prob- probably the bottom out of the ones that I've seen like all the way through. I was looking, I was trying to find things I liked and like, at first I was a bit like, I, I think I'm on board with this, but as it went on, it just got more and more sour, I think. And so, yeah, I think I would cremate it, spread the ashes in the sand pit, <laughs> in the Sandler pit. In the Sandler pit. <laughs> Getting the name, the name of the podcast wrong <laughs> in the first episode. But yeah, I, I don't think that I'll rewatch this. Most of these are going to be rewatches for me and I, I don't think I'll be rewatching this one anytime soon. This is what you're like, 35th Sandler film as well. Yeah, probably. But not my last, because I haven't seen <laughs> a lot of the like the Netflix ones and stuff. That's that's kind of what I'm, I hesitate to say, looking forward to, because I don't think they're going to be as good as the classics. But, you know, 
<laughs> it might be good. You never know. I've got a game that I've made for you. Okay. This is the first installment of the Sandler games. Sandler IMDb higher or lower. Oh. So what I've got is I've I've got some films lined up in a specific order. You're going to get the IMDb rating. You're going to try and guess it for the first one. And then I'll tell you what it actually is. And I'll tell you the next film. You have to tell me if it's higher or lower than the film before it. Does that make sense? So I have to guess the rating of the first film you say, and then all the rest higher or lower than the previous... Right, okay, mm-hmm. got it. Cool. So the first film is Jack and Jill. So what do you think the IMDb rating is? 1.2. You really thought it was a 1.2? I personally would give it a 0.8. Whoa. But yeah, I think I think the IMDb is one point. Oh wait, is this user or critics? User ratings, maybe it's a bit higher. I think it's user uh, ratings, yeah. It's just the generic right. thing that you see when you go on there. Alright, three point three point eight. Ooh. Oh, that's so close. Is it? It's three point three. Oh so, <laughs> I think that's I'll good. I'll give you half a point for being within within five either side. I think that's half a point for am that. I get, am I getting points? Yeah. Well, I've worked, well otherwise, good, what's it? the point? <laughs> that's, what's the point? You know, any, what's the point of doing <laughs> Adam Sandler podcast? Right, go on. So, you, now basically you have to tell me if the next film you think it got higher than 3.3 or okay. lower than 3.3. And that film is, I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. Higher. Is that your final answer? Final answer. Have you seen I Now Pronounce You Chuck and Larry? I have not. Add it to the I list. Don't think, I, don't think, <laughs> I don't think it's going to be better than, than Jack and Jill. But Not much is or, better, isn't it? I think it's going to be better than Jack and Jill, but not by much. I feel like if Jack and Jill got 3.3, I'm going to say Chuck and Larry got something like 4.1. Okay, well, you're right. It, it was higher. It was 5.9. So it's pushing wow. a 6 out of 10. It's nearly a 6 out of 10. That's, that's pretty good. Yeah. Next film is Mr. Deeds. Classic. Higher or lower than... Higher or lower than 5.9. Than Chuck and Larry. Uh, so Mr. Deeds, again, another film I haven't seen. So I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with lower. You're correct. It is lower. Yes, come on. This was a this was a close one. It was five point eight, so it was only one decimal point lower. Wow. It, okay. it was lower nonetheless, though. So you're correct there. Right. Better than Mister Deeds. Higher or lower? Big Daddy. Big Daddy. Come on. I think. I think I've seen Big Daddy. Mm-hmm. I don't remember it being. Well, I, I saw it when I was like five years old. <laughs> I don't remember it. Perfect age to watch a Sandler film, some would say. (laughs) I feel like it's probably better than... Because there's a bit of an emotional... I've not seen Mr. Deeds, what am I talking about? I don't know. I'm going to go higher. So you think that Big Daddy has a higher rating than Mr. Deeds? Yeah, I feel like it'll be 6.2. Really good, really close. It is higher, it's 6.4. Oh... So you're doing good. Close. You're on a good streak I'm doing... here. I'm liking this. Is the streak going to continue, though? <laughs> when I ask you, higher or lower, murder mystery. Murder mystery. You've seen this Bloody one. Hell. I haven't seen this I one. I have seen this one. And I know... I don't want to... No spoilers for when we do murder mystery. 
there's an element of that film that I really like. Great. And but it's not a good film. Um hmm. Big Daddy maybe more nostalgia based ratings whilst Murder Mystery but Murder Mystery is very inoffensive. Mm. Um six point how, how much did Big Daddy get? Six point six point four. I, I've gotta say lower. You're correct. It's got six, yes! 6.0. It's got straight Very six. Good. Straight up six out of ten. Right. So we're going to get festive with this next one. Higher or lower? Eight crazy nights. Lower. I don't want to. I feel like this has got a really garbage score because no one's seen it. I've seen it. What do you think it is then? So lower. What, what do you reckon the rating is? Oh, God. Uh, I'm going to go with it's 5.1. Close, it's 5.4, so it's definitely lower. And to finish out this this section of the game, higher or lower, a film we've both watched together, That's My Boy. Oh, right. I'm really not looking forward to the That's My Boy episode, whenever that is. I want to put that off for as long as possible. Yeah, I think it's the same. Spoilers for that when we do that because that is genuinely one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. I think that might be w- worse than Jack and Jill. Yeah, I think it'll be an interesting discussion. Um, and I'm going to say that is so offensively bad, whilst, what am I going against? Eight Crazy Nights? Yes. So Eight yeah, Crazy which... Nights got a 5.4. 5.4. I'm going to go lower, and I think it's got 4.3. This is your first major misstep. <sighs> no! You've ruined the perfect streak. <laughs> it's higher. No! It's high. How? How? 5.5. Fuck off. No, are you joking? 5.5. Right, whoever gave that even above a three, what is going on? Yeah. What's wrong with you? Crazy, right? Fuck me. Right. So I've got got a bit of a bonus here for you. Go on. What do you think is Adam Sandler's lowest rated IMDb film, feature length film? And what do you think the rating is? Right. Based on IMDb kind of thing, I feel like it'll be a lesser known one that like the general audiences might not have seen. But people who have seen it will hate it, probably. I think it's going to be going overboard. That's correct. And I'm going to give it... Is it really? Yeah, that's correct. What do you Yay! think the rating is? I think it's going to be 1.4. <sighs> it's 1.8. Oh, so close. You're within five points. So that's made your half point into a one point. So, Bloody hell. Um, so going overboard is that bad? Jesus. Yeah. yeah. And oh. so conversely, the opposite of that, what do you think is his highest rated film and what do you think the rating for it is? Uh, it's, it'll be Uncut Gems. Yeah. So that's yeah. correct. And I'm going to say... Cause because there's bits like you don't like it really. No, I wasn't. And there's keen. bits, and there's bits that are a bit stressful, but it was kind of widely received, like quite well received. Even um, I'm gonna say eight point three. Not not close. Fuck, really? Yeah, th- this is his highest rated film, and it's seven point four. Wow. Yeah. I bet the Rotten Tomatoes is higher for it. Though. Yeah, probably. I feel like it was more of a critical darling than. Actually, no, audiences loved it as well, didn't they? Did they? Yeah. Well, I mean, like... A lot they of people did, were calling like... for it to be, like, the, the big Oscar winner and stuff, and... Yeah. But then Parasite but, like, happened, and Joker... I feel like 
Oh, Joker. God. Yeah, like there's 90- only one Joker for me, and his name's Adam Sandler. <laughs> At the end of that game, much like Adam Sandler, you got a strong seven out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> that's not like Adam Sandler. He pushes seven out of ten. But yeah, I mean that's not it's not bad, is it? Not bad at all. I think that that's a good ending for this first episode, though. Should we do any thanks or shout outs? Thank you to Joe Tarone for the music. Thank you. Have we got any socials? We're on Instagram as the Sandlerpit. Great. Leave us a review. Leave us a review. It, it helps. We're hoping to get at least three point three out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> After this, next week, what is our next film? Our next film is going to be. I'll just. It's going to be. Um, what film is it actually? Is it Fifty First Dates? Fifty First Dates. <laughs> I think we said that in unison, which is quite hard to do over Zoom. But that I was think good. That was, yeah. Yeah. So Fifty First Dates, which I've seen, you haven't seen. I haven't seen. I think it's one to look forward to. I think it'll be good. Cool. Okay. See you then. Bye. This is a Sandler bye from me and a Sandler bye from him. <laughs> See you in hell. Burn this. This must never be seen by anyone. <laughs>